Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast with listeners in 200 countries. I'm Robert Miller, your host. You know, the tagline to this podcast is music and much more. Well, this episode is one of those much more episodes. It's springtime here in the U.S., and that means baseball. And I want to do a little rant on our national pastime. I'm a big fan of baseball. As listeners to this podcast know, I came of age musically in the 1960s. That's the same era in which I started following baseball. Growing up in New York City, it was practically mandatory that you worshiped Mickey Mantle of the New York Yankees. The Mick may have been a flawed human being, but he was every kid's hero and idol. Baseball was a quaint game back then in comparison to now. Mantle and Willie Mays were the two highest paid players in the sport. They each made $100,000 at their height. That's worth about $1 million in today's dollars, which is light years away from Aaron Judge's new $40 million a year contract with the Yankees. Look, I don't begrudge players making whatever they can. It's showbiz. But I do lament that so much of the game of baseball has changed, and maybe not for the better. Take pitchers, for example. In older eras, pitchers like Warren Spahn and Steve Carlton and others regularly threw 275 or more innings in a season, and with no injuries. There were no pitch counts. Pitchers were expected to pitch complete games. In 1968, for example, Denny McLean of the Detroit Tigers won 31 games with 28 complete games. No one since has come close to either of those marks. In fact, the top pitcher in the game of baseball last year had three complete games. Starting pitchers nowadays rarely pitch more than six innings. Then the relief pitchers start to march in. You can easily have five or six relief pitchers in each game. In the old days, relief pitchers like Goose Gossage would pitch two or three innings per outing. Now it's two or three batters per outing. What the heck happened? And why are pitchers so coddled now? Why are they constantly breaking down? It seems like nearly every pitcher at some point has Tommy John surgery, which hadn't even been invented yet back in the day. Another thing, in 1948, Bob Feller was throwing a baseball 100 miles per hour as a pitcher. It's 75 years later now, and wouldn't you expect pitchers to throw 115 miles per hour or something like that? I mean, every single track and field individual achievement record from 1948 has since been bettered by at least 10 to 20%. I'm talking about high jump, long jump, javelin, discus. Why are pitchers still topped out at 100 miles per hour? I don't get it. In baseball, the home run has become king. It's the ooh and ah factor. 
Home runs are thrilling, we can all agree. And Aaron Judge's record, 62 home runs last year, had the country galvanized. But ironically, teams that rely on the home run, like the Yankees, don't win championships. That's because the pitching in the playoffs is much superior to the regular season pitching. So there's fewer home runs. And teams like the Yankees are just not set up to produce runs other than via the home run. In the old days, teams relied on small ball. They scratched out individual runs with singles, base stealing, bunting. Now bunting has become a lost art form. Almost no one can even do it. Yet Mickey Mantle used to bunt from time to time and successfully. Now the home run hitters couldn't do it if their life depended upon it. All right, let's talk about the team owners. They're all billionaires. It's a private, invite-only club. I have to laugh when the Yankees say that they can't afford the luxury tax if they go over the limit on salaries. Who are they kidding? George Steinbrenner bought the Yankees for $10 million in 1973. The analysts say that the Yankees are worth $7 billion now. But this was before the Washington Commanders in football, a middling franchise, just agreed to be sold for $6 billion. So my guess is the Yankees would fetch at least $10 billion if they were for sale. Yearly profits and losses are mostly irrelevant to a baseball team's value and certainly don't mean anything to a guy like Steve Cohen who owns the New York Mets and is worth $13 billion. The luxury tax is a rounding error for him. For guys like Cohen, the team is a plaything, a bauble. If it makes money, fine. If not, who cares? It's a tax write-off. And last but not least, let's talk a little about gambling. For decades, gambling was banned in professional sports in order to protect the integrity of the game and avoid scandals like the Black Sox scandal of 1919. Pete Rose, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, is banned from the Hall of Fame because he bet on games. Yet now gambling is legal and each city and state is lining up at the trough to gorge on the tax dollars from gambling. What happened to the decades-long fears about gambling? They're gone, replaced by revenue. I have a feeling, however, that at some point, a major gambling-related scandal will arise, and then the rats will scurry to desert the ship. Okay, so where am I going with this rant? Nowhere, really. The game of baseball has changed, but so has the world at large. In life, we can never go backwards. It's always a forward march. I just hope that baseball's march doesn't go off of a cliff. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.